Well, I will bless the Lord and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I am excited to welcome you today. Day one, maybe the greatest battle over our life is the battle for this little member called the tongue that the Bible says has the ability to bring life or death. Mark Masson, this is the creme de la creme of the Morris Cerullo School of Ministry. You like that? Amen. And I like that Dr. Cerullo has taught us how to win the battle of the mind. Yes. But now we go one step further and we're going to learn, because it goes hands to end, how to win the battle of the tongue. You know, Mark, this is going to be, I believe, a significant breakthrough for somebody that is connecting with this school of ministry, listening to a title, How to Win the Battle for the Tongue, a calling to discipline and to accountability. You might think, oh, that sounds like a hard message, but I want you to know something. I believe that there is a miracle in your mouth. I believe the power of life is in your mouth. I believe that God is going to use his incredible servant one more time, Dr. Morris to unlock keys that the devil would love for us just to keep in our back pocket or just to forget about. Brother Srilla is gonna bring them front and center. I declare your life, your family, your ministry, your mouth, will never be the same again. So if you are ready, I want you to say, I am ready as we welcome you from the Morris Cirillo Legacy International Center Prayer Library, day one, how to win the battle for your tongue. Welcome God's servant, Dr. Morris Cirillo. If you and I are going to endure, if we're going to cope, with the fiery changes of our times. The church of Jesus Christ must be endowed with a new anointing of spiritual wisdom and discernment or we will not cope. Now, I want you to raise your right hand to the Father and I want you to say this together with me. God God is bringing us us into a new dimension dimension of power power and victory victory where we will manifest manifest the power power and the authority authority he has ordained for us in this end time. Come on, give him a clap offer. There's a hindrance that we have to have God deal with. A major factor that's within the body of Christ 
It's been a stumbling block to the manifestation of the fullness of the power of God that God wants to reveal through us. We're going to go deep into the spirit world and we're going to, by revelation, uncover this hindrance. Then God is going to bring us into a spiritual breakthrough here. We're going to be able to act on this revelation. And then God is going to bring us into a powerful new dimension. Now put this in your spirit where you will speak the word of God with new power and with new authority and with new anointing. And most of all, God is going to bring us into a new realm of personal victory. How many of you know it does no good to shout, it no, does no good to jump, it does no good to dance, it does no good to talk about something that you yourself have not experienced. So we're gonna go beyond head knowledge here. <laughs> we're gonna go beyond doctrine. We're gonna go beyond theology. And we're going to move into the realm of experience. Something's going to happen. <laughs> the words of God are going to become lethal weapons. <laughs> oh, glory to God. They're not going to be sayings. They're not going to be slogans. They're going to be lethal weapons. Second Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, listen to it. The weapons we fight with, and I'm, it won't do you any good to turn to your King James Version because I'm reading it to you out of the original Greek. Deeper, more amplified, more understandable. Second Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power. Say divine power. Divine power. They're lethal. Jesus Christ to experience it 
and the time has come for the church of Jesus Christ to witness it. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to do what? To coddle the devil. To let the enemy run roughshod over us. To let him take our children. To let him infuse our homes with drugs and with rebellion. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments. We demolish every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And what do we do? We take captive. We take the authority. We have the power. We, somebody say we. We take captive. We are not the victims. again we are not the victims we are the victors we take captive every thought and what do we do we bring it under subjection we take captive every thought what do we do we make it to bow, make it obedient to the word of the living God, every thought. And now we are in a cycle. It is God's time. We are in an anointing. It is God's time to anoint us to rise up to a new position, to a new spiritual maturity. And to do that, we are going to have to get a breakthrough in the area of one of the greatest hindering forces of the enemy that he has brought against the church. I'm going to tell you what it is in just a moment. One of the crises that I saw coming in these last days was this. A crisis of satanic confrontation. The church of Jesus Christ has been making tremendous 
spiritual inroads. We've been giving the devil, I think, the worst licking that the devil has ever had from the time of Jesus Christ until now. But the devil is not going to sit back. Revelations is very clear. It talks to us about what is going to happen in the end times. You see, all during this period of time, the devil has been standing before God and he has been accusing God. And he's been accusing the church. The Bible says that there comes a time in that point of revelation where God looks at the devil and says, you've been allowed to stay in my presence all these years, but now you have to leave my presence and he casts him out and he doesn't allow him to come before him anymore. Now I believe with all my heart that that's already happened. But the Bible says that when the devil is cast out of the presence of God, that he goes to a particular people and he invades those people with all the force that he can muster. It's not the drunkard. It's not the dope fiend. It's not the prostitute that he's invading. The Bible makes it clear. He goes after the church of Jesus Christ. And the reason why he does it is because the Bible says that he knows his time is short. He only has a little time left. God is raising up an end time people that will rise up to a new level of spiritual maturity. And when this spiritual maturity manifests itself in the people of God, look out, beloved. There will be the potential for the pure stream of the Holy Spirit's manifestation. Because right now, the church of Jesus Christ is in no condition to experience the complete fullness that God wants to manifest into his church. Let me read this 
to you from the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Till we all come, Ephesians 4, 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Fourteenth verse, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head even Christ. God is calling us, beloved, to a new position. It's a position of first accountability responsibility and discipline If we're going to manifest, if God is going to use our lives, we're going to have to rise up to a new level, a new position in the body of Christ of accountability, responsibility and discipline. Now, we're going to go through another tributary that comes down here in the root. And here in this school, we are going to attack probably the biggest satanic hindrance that keeps the flow of God from manifesting itself in its complete fullness through the church of Jesus Christ. We're going to deal with the tongue. Proverbs 18.2, listen to it. 
death and life are in the power of the tongue. You will speak. And I'm not talking about a name it and claim it. You will speak the word of God with new power, with new authority, and it will accomplish exactly what God said it will accomplish. We're going to have to rise up to a new position of accountability. Matthew 12, 37, listen to it. Jesus said, how many believe it's all right to listen to what Jesus said? Amen. For by thy words, what did he say? By words. What did he say? By words. What did he say? By words. Thou shalt be justified. And by thy words, say it. Say it. Thou shalt be condemned. Death, beloved, and life are in the power of the tongue. What's it going to be? The best example we can have? You want to know the best example? Jesus. God doesn't give us any other example. He tells us to take the life of his son as an example. First Peter 2, 21 and 23, listen to it. Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps who did no sin neither was guile found in his mouth who when he was reviled He went around saying, oh, look at what everybody's saying about me. Who, when he was reviled, went around saying, I don't think I'm going to go to that church anymore. When he was reviled, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but he committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Beloved, who is our example? Do you know what this word guileless means? 
in the Greek, it means pure, unadulterated, and without evil. When it says that there was no guile found in the mouth of Jesus, it means that there was no deceit, there was nothing false, there was no manipulation. There was no guile in his mouth. Church, it's time God's calling us to a new position of accountability where every word that we speak, we better measure the intent. Did you hear me? And the purpose behind what we speak. And why are we speaking what we're speaking? And what kind of results are we trying to get out of the people that we're speaking it to? Jesus is our example. That's what 1 Peter 2 21 says Christ suffered for us and he left us an example to follow. He didn't lash out in anger. I wish I could say I never did that. I can't. I've been guilty. I wish I said, and I could stand up here and tell you, Marshall is a saint. I can't. But I can tell you one thing. I can hear my father, and he's calling me. And he's saying to me, Mars, I want you to rise up to a new level of accountability, to a new level of responsibility, and to a new level of discipline. And I want you to put a guard on your tongue. Kapodiahasa commander. Come on, put your hands up and speak in other tongues. Go ahead, it's all right. Let that cold purge you. I think we're all in the same boat here. If we're going to win this battle, we're going to have to go to the battlefield. You can't win the battle up here. If you just take the tongue and put it up here and start to deal with the tongue, you're not going to win the battle. You've got to go past the surface. You've got to go down here to the cause. You know what the cause is, don't you? It's the curse where man disobeyed God and where Satan came and won the victory over Adam and Eve. They didn't have to lose the victory. They gave it over to the devil. And I'm going to tell you something tonight. The only way the devil can win the battle over our tongue is by default. He can't take it. We got to give it to him. And we're not going to give it to him. You're going to know the truth. And the truth is going to set you free. And you're going to say, devil, you stay on your side of the line. And you're not the control over my tongue. I'm setting a guard.
comes, the coals of the altar are coming upon me. Matthew 12, 34 through 37, listen to it. Jesus speaking to the Pharisees. He says, oh, generations of vipers, how can you being, being evil speak good things? Now watch this, beloved. We're gonna go to the root. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaking. Now don't you let anybody fool you. Not everybody that cries, Lord, Lord, is gonna go up when Jesus comes. If I had another six nights, I'd take one each night and talk on it. He's very clear. Who's going to make it in the rapture? Very clear. We're going to mark people in this last day. People are going to speak things that are not manifesting the fruit of the Spirit. You're going to know, beloved, something is wrong if your ears are sensitive. You won't listen to them because you know it's not their mouth speaking. And you better come to grips with this pretty quick. Jesus said to the Pharisees, oh generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, speaks a good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things but an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things but say the word heart that word in these verses heart and mind determine the action of the words that are coming out of our mouth. If an individual's heart and mind are filled with negative thoughts, bitterness is, oh God. Resentment, anger, jealousies, fear, pride, strife. It can't come out of your mouth unless it's in your mind, unless it has already filled your heart. That's why, brother, death and life are in the power of our lips and what we speak will contaminate and defile our entire body. Somebody said, Brother Shula, that sounds awful deep. 
Have you examined your heart lately? Listen to what Jesus said. Mark 7, 21, 22, and 23. Listen to it. For from within, somebody say within. within. Listen, out of the heart of man. This is a mystery. Out of the heart of man proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousnesses, wickednesses, deceit, lasciviousness, and evil eye. Don't you think it's about time that when God says we're transformed, we're transformed. When God says we're changed, we're changed. <laughs> Blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these evil things, where do they come from? From within. And they defile man. Now, you know these Pharisees? Ever take a look at them? They're like a bunch of preachers today. I know you're going to get mad at me, but that's all right. They got an outward appearance of being holiness. Holy. Come on. They got a big foray of that form of religion. Even these Pharisees were even faithful in paying their tithes and keeping the law. Jesus called them a generation of vipers. He compared them to poisonous snakes. The words that came out of their mouth revealed what was inside their heart. Matthew 12, 24. You know what this, these words were as a result of Jesus had just cast out a devil and he healed a man who had been blind and dumb. You know what these Pharisees said? When the blind man saw and when the dumb spoke, instead of praising God, they blasphemed. You read it in Matthew 12 yourself. And this is what they said. They said, this fella doth cast out devils by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. See, the evil that came out of their mouth came from the evil that was in their heart. They couldn't see a miracle. They wouldn't know what to do with a miracle. They were in no spiritual condition to receive a miracle. And I told you in the beginning of this school of ministry that the church is not in any condition right now for the fullness of, of the work of the Holy Spirit and the complete work of the Holy Spirit to flow through it unless God gives the church a spiritual bath. Matthew 12, 20, 34, again, Jesus said, as they criticized the miracle, he said, oh, generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, 
speak good things. Matthew 12, 33. Listen to it. Either make the tree good and his fruit good. This is Jesus speaking. Or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. A good tree that is strong and healthy, beloved. It is impossible for it to produce any other kind of fruit than that which is good and strong and healthy and pure and blessing. We got to take hold of a 100% victorious, 100% pure, 100% clean, 100% anointed mind of Christ. That's why the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Oh, come on, give him a clap offering. There are no shortcuts, beloved. There are no shortcuts. It's got to start someplace. It starts in the heart. It starts in the mind. Matthew 12, 34, listen to it again. Jesus speaking. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Put your hands on your chest. And I want you to listen to this. Look up here at God's servant. God didn't plan to give us anything less than a 100% pure, 100% clean, 100% victorious. 100% discipline, heart and mind and tongue. It's up to us. Don't you ever say the devil made you do it? That's a lie. God wants you to rise up in a new strength that he's pouring into your innermost being. He's bringing us to a place where we're going to be accountable, where we're going to be responsible, we're going to be willing to discipline ourselves. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they who indulge it shall eat the fruit of it for life or death. What's it going to be, beloved? Say this after me. Blessing or cursing. Power or weakness. Faith or unbelief. Victory or defeat. Abundance or, lack. Abundance or lack. Life or death. death. What's it going to be? 
Well, somebody say it is going to be life, it is going to be power, it is going to be victory, it's going to be abundance. Mark, Brother Cirillo, what an incredible day one, setting the stream. I love what he said. God is going to bring us into a spiritual breakthrough right here in this school of ministry. I want you to know something. The devil does not want you and I to break through. Stay connected. I know you were blessed today. Listen to what Brother Cirillo said. God is going to bring us into a powerful new dimension where you will speak the word of God with new power and with new authority and with new anointing. You know, Mark, we have seen many, many years Dr. Morris Cirillo not just preach this, live it, and we have seen the results of it in his life. We're standing in the middle of one of the incredible results of the power of the tongue. Amen, and what a revelation, but also what a balanced teaching. Yes. Because we have been taught somewhere, I don't know, in the Christian world, that if we just say the word, something magic will happen. Right. But it is not the case, because what Dr. Cerillo is calling the church to its accountability, Yes responsibility and discipline, but spiritual accountability, spiritual responsibility and spiritual discipline. And then the word in our mouth will produce the real power. What a teaching. Amen. I'm so happy that I'm next to you, Greg. Amen. I love the teaching on how to win the battle of the tongue. You know, and Mark, one of the things that you said reminded me of something Brother Srolo has said many times, that power doesn't just travel in words. And so that's exactly what this school of... Brother Srolo never was somebody just to deal with the surface. He was never somebody just to shout glory, glory, hallelujah. He always reminded us that it takes a positive and a negative wire to produce power. And so he said to us that power doesn't just travel through words, but it travels through relationship. And that's why he, he insists on the fact that our words, Amen. the true words, reveal our heart, yes. the true heart. Amen. Not uh, light words, but the true word we're going to declare comes from our heart. And if it's life inside of our hearts, we're going to release words of life. Amen. Amen. And so you're not just going to get a bunch of one, two, threes. This is what I love. Brother Shrilla was calling us to a greater relationship Amen. of accountability with God. Listen, we can't hide anything from him anyway. We might as well just be transparent like David was. You know, the difference between David and Saul. God rejected Saul and God called David a man after his own heart. David may have committed a greater failure and a greater sin than even Saul did, but Saul did not have a heart of accountability. David said, that I have sinned against you, Lord. And he asked the Lord to create in him a clean heart, to renew in him a right spirit. He said, please don't cast me away from your presence. He said, take not your Holy Spirit from me, but restore unto me the joy. And that is what the discipline, that is what the accountability, that is what the spiritual responsibility 
is going to bring into our life this connection. Father, we thank you today, Lord, for this word of encouragement. Lord, I thank you for men and women today, Lord, that are hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, calling them to a higher level. There is not a voice of condemnation over your life today. There is a voice of promotion over your life today. And God is saying that it's not the work of a man, but it's the work of his Holy Spirit. And Lord, we want to just be accountable. We want to be responsible. Lord, we want to rise to a new level of discipline. Your word declares you have not given us a spirit of fear, but you've given us a spirit of power, love, and a disciplined mind. Thank you for this school of ministry. Lord, we declare that we will stay connected and never be the same again. And everybody said, amen. <laughs> amen. Listen, tomorrow is going to be powerful. God is calling you. Tomorrow's message. Listen, I tell you what, this is not a message. God is calling to uh, just pour out blessing on you. God is calling you to spiritual discipline. Not a popular message, but listen, God wants you to have the real thing. And I tell you one thing about Morris Cirillo, everything that you're hearing in this school of ministry, this man lived. Morris Cirillo was not a man that engaged in small talk. No, 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 not at all. His, not words, at all. his words were heavy. His words had weight. His words were serious words. He was also incredibly full of the joy of the Lord and the peace of the Lord. You see, because when we answer this call to discipline, that's where the joy comes from. That's where the peace comes from. The Bible says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so let me encourage you, in addition to connecting every day, I want to encourage you to take advantage of the incredible spiritual resources that we're making available. We're doing something in this school of ministry that is incredible. A $100 value the entire six DVD set of the How to Win the Battle of the Tongue School of Ministry for your gift to help the School of Ministry, which is exploding, continue to minister, to continue to provide scholarships, to continue to issue certificates of completion, and to reach this world and build God an army, your gift of only 20 $5. Postage is included. Six DVDs, How to Win the Battle of the Tongue. I want to encourage you, order it quickly because these will be gone. We have about 300 sets. Before we get to probably day two or three or four, they may be gone. We'll let you know, but I want to encourage you. Use the phone number. Use the link. Get your set of the six DVDs, and then make sure you get the full School of Ministry textbook, How to Win the Battle of the Tongue. It is a powerful revelation. It's a powerful written curriculum for this School of Ministry. And listen, we've told so many of you, you don't need these resources to continue. We're going to send you the notes every day. You don't need these resources to pass and take your quiz, to receive your certificate, and even to become a candidate for ordination. But these are just additional opportunities and blessings. Chapter one, life and death are in the power of your tongue. 
how to turn defeat into victory by controlling your tongue. Chapter three, set a watch over your tongue. That's gonna be day three of the School of Ministry. And, and you know, those DVD, those books, it's also a way to make an offering for the ministry 100%. and to have something in your hand that you can give to somebody else because Amen. your friends, your family might maybe never be on Facebook or on YouTube, but yes. if you offer them it as a gift, you're gonna bless the life of somebody else. Oh man, and I tell you what, you know what, what Mark is talking about is not just to encourage you to do something that we're not doing. In all of these meetings, I have to tell you, we come home from conferences and Jerry has so many books and she has them to give as gifts and to use herself and so they can not only bless you, but they can be a blessing to somebody else. So thank you for your giving, thank you for your connection, thank you for your words of encouragement, most of all, Thank you for your prayers on behalf of Mark, on behalf of Teresa Cirillo, our chairwoman, David Cirillo, our president. This is Greg Morrow reminding you that you and I are a part of God's end time plan and God has not planned any defeats for you, only victory in Jesus. See you tomorrow live from Legacy in Jesus' name.